It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. Terry Fondo should proceed with caution when it comes to taking care of their own. And I am done, done, done with the other birds in this town. That's it. That's the tease. And last but not least, and for the culture, Popeyes out here passing out NIL deals. Sign me up. That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast, wherever you download your podcast. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by Bet Online. And if you guys want to check us out on the big screen, here's what you need to do. Download the Roku or Amazon Fire app. And search for Locked On Sports Atlanta, and we'll pop right up. We are ATL Day Ones, so you can get caught up watching us on the big screen. So go ahead and check that out if that's your state law. That's how you get down. But T, I was out at uh, Flower Branch yesterday, end of the year press conference. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know me, uh, I think Arthur Smith kind of expects me to ask something in regards to the offensive line because, you know, even though I'm a former defensive lineman, I'm fascinated with – how the Falcons as an organization, not this particular regime, have been able to fail tremendously at drafting decent and, and being decent in order when it comes to drafting af- offensive linemen. So um, got a chance to specifically ask him about Caleb McGarry. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very interesting how he kind of responded, you know. And he was like, he said, it'd be great if you could always have the same players and keep a co- cohesive unit. But that's not how it works sometimes. Caleb did some really good things, mm-hmm. but there is a business part of it. I know I kind of my eyebrows got a little peaked when I heard it, T, but what are your thoughts? Like what? Like, give me a Tanitra translation on what that means for with Terry Fondo. <laughs> yeah, I think that he was honestly letting us know, hey, remember us, the team that didn't pick up the fifth year option? Well, guess what? We're the same team that has the option to let him go if we see something else out there that's viable. And when I say viability, I mean it two ways. One of them you guys are already familiar with because you already know my hashtag, go defense. So I'm not looking to replace Caleb McGarry, A, with a rookie, or B, utilizing a draft pick to do so. However, if there's a sneaky good veteran who is out there and available and can give you, at a minimum, the grade that Caleb McGarry gave us this year, because at least according to Pro Football Focus, when they aggregate run blocking and pass blocking, he did go from a 68.2 to an 86. That's that's quite a jump. That's a but jump, as you yeah. always say, Jarvis, it still gives you just a little bit of a pause because you never know when someone is going into a prove it year or when someone mm-hmm. is going into a year where they're about to get paid, if yeah. that is going to be sustainable. And because the Falcons, I'll say franchise as well as, you know, Dirty Bird Nation has been really bitten recently, Deion Jones, they may be leery to say, wait a minute, is this going to be sustainable with Caleb McGarry? Or 
is there a guy out there in free agency who's shown year over year so consistency? Because that's another word that they used huh. over and over in that oh. press conference. And that is consistency. So I believe that he they're just leaving the door open to say, yeah, we'll take him. But if there's someone better out there, knowing how much money we have to work with in the cap, that we're doing it. Absolutely. And, and the thing about, I, I think the term you probably was was getting at is fat and happy. We don't need no more fat and happy folks because, like we Lord knows, Deion Jones, it was a steady decline once he yeah. signed that big boy deal um, to be one of the highest paid linebackers in the NFL at that time. So yes, uh, that's why I say the Falcons should so like hold true to it, like make that difficult decision, make it a mm-hmm. business decision, business decision, and not get caught up in. You know, because at the end of the day, they didn't draft him. So I, I think they can there's no emotion attached to it. So right. I think when that I think that's what that means as well. When you're talking about it's gonna be a biz decision made. And he, he mm-hmm. always talked about how they're not gonna negotiate in the media, which right. I thought was kind of interesting why he said that. It was like anybody asking to negotiate, I'm like, don't sign up, shoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So but but I think at the end of the day, you gotta look at the progression or mm-hmm. not progression. The, the the sense of urgency that yeah, he had yeah. this year in this offseason, coming back, making sure he got right, making sure he got stronger, making sure he changed his body. And, you know, that's those are some of the things that you look for when you're talking about rookie offensive linemen. Because a lot of the times those guys come into the league a certain way, there's still room to get better. There's still yeah. room to improve. But I, I what I my concern is, and Arthur Smith is talking about this offense being balanced, true mm-hmm. enough, yeah, they were able to do their thing running the football, but mm-hmm. – you see, you see when they had the when they had to drop back to throw that thing, Desmond Ritter, even at the end of the season, yeah. uh, had to deal with some pressure, and a lot mm-hmm. of it, not a lot of it, you know, a good number of it was, yeah, was coming yeah. from that that right side. So, yeah. I, those are some 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 of the things I feel like Fondo has to weigh when you're talking about what's that number look like, and I think mm-hmm. that. You got to proceed with caution when you're talking mm-hmm. about that because yeah. they can't afford to to overpay their own guys because I know they say they want to take care of their own, mm-hmm. but y'all didn't draft them. So, hey, man. like I, I would not be upset if y'all like, man, dang, Caleb McGarry walked out the door. Those words would never come out, come out of my mouth because <laughs> at the end of the day, the dude didn't really take this thing seriously until they said, you know what? We cool on that fifth-year option. We cool on you getting that big boy raise in your last year with this team. So, now, nah, like, go ahead and go on out there and see what you can get. And then, hey, here's the number. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, go in there and see what you can go get. So, I, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool on that for sure when it comes to moving on if that's the case, especially yeah. when the general manager talking about making business decisions. Now, mm-hmm. and to speak of another business decision, how about this? If the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs T make it to the AFC Championship, mm-hmm. they will be playing at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, I, you know what? To be at the home of the the busiest airport in the world and the, the one that's most accessible to pretty much anybody in the world, mm-hmm. I, I think that probably is a pretty good decision yeah. uh, for for as for the league to kind of go ahead and make that, that um make that concession. For for the Buffalo Bills, being that they didn't get a chance to play the game or get finish the game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Exactly, and I think too 
from a travel perspective, just adding to that, when you look at Kansas City, which obviously is going to be just a little bit of a close, closer flight or shorter right. flight than that of Buffalo, but it's about as close to a midpoint as you're going to get as it relates to NFL markets, because the next one over that you would choose would be a Charlotte, meaning a team that absolutely, you know, doesn't have any uh, dog in the fight because, I mean, Jacksonville, the Jaguars are in the, the playoffs. So projecting forward, Atlanta, Charlotte. As I always say, people love to say Charlotte and Houston are the next Atlanta. Why do I need to give it to Charlotte when I can just put it in in the A? And also look at the bins. I mean, if you're going to put something like that game, which obviously is going to be another marquee matchup between those two teams, why wouldn't you put, put, put it in the largest venue, pick the largest venue out there and the most modern venue? Because the only other one, again, that could compete would be Jerry World and mm. Jerry World is at least for one round going to be busy with their own post. Yeah. Probably one round, yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of how that, how that goes down. <laughs> Only one round. That's how it goes down for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, shout, sorry, Dad. Big time Cowboys fan, by the way. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, it, just, it is what it is. It's unfortunate. We pick our troubles. Like I say, like I say, when it comes to drinking alcohol, pour your own troubles. My dad picked his own trouble by coming to Cal- a Dallas Cowboys fan. How about Indeed. that? But yeah. <laughs> so, but um, I think one of the other uh, interesting things that's uh, going on in the football world, how about this? Uh, Kevin Warren, who was the Big Ten co- commissioner, uh, who name was in a lot of people's mouths uh, when he d- decided to cancel uh, um, the season in 2020 yeah. uh, during during the height of COVID, and mm-hmm. then he made a decision. He kind of turned his he, he learned from his wicked ways and, and and decided to you know um, play a shortened season. But I think one of the big things that he was able to accomplish was the fact that that big boy TV deal uh, that he was able to work out contract. He was able to work out and, and get that bad boy going. So now he is decided he got a new job. See, he mm-hmm. will be the president and CEO. EO of the Chicago Bears. Obviously, they're trying to do some things with the stadium, mm-hmm. and they got a lot going on on the field as well, or not a lot going on. Right. They'll be picking at the top of the draft <laughs> and trying to get that thing out. He and Ryan Poles going to see if they can get that thing figured out up in Chicago. But shout out to Kevin, Kevin Warren making big moves, big boy executive. Oh, yeah. That is really, I mean, that that's powerful. Like, it's interesting because when I saw it kind of flash across, I clicked on the button because I was like, that Kevin Warren? Yeah. That Kevin Warren. Yeah. And so I go back to something that you just said that's interesting to me because, yeah, it was one of those things where he made the decision, we're canceling football for this season due to COVID. And, you know, everybody in the Big Ten, parents, boosters, players had a meltdown, right? So Most really, boosters. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he learned from his wicked ways. I think those boosters threatened him. And him. Like, yeah, and then those presidents came on top of that and said, hey, look, Let's figure it out. Yeah, we can sit down the table. (laughs) Exactly. Let's go to the negotiate table. Yeah, like, right. This is not up for the discussion. You're going to do this. But I like it because it's exciting because I had an opportunity to speak with Terry Fontenot uh, last year during the Black Business Symposium. Mm -hmm. And he talked about that very thing of adding people of color and having those different perspectives at the table, right? So Mm -hmm. I believe that puts us up to now four. GMs in the NFL. And that's pretty impressive because if there was going to be any leap, you know how we talk about coaches making the yeah. leap from the college football ranks to the professional ranks. If there's going to be a conference that you're going to come from 
overseeing to a football franchise, it's going to pretty much be the Big Ten, the SEC, maybe the ACC. So yeah. I do believe he definitely has the credentials. And like you say, for anyone who can negotiate and leverage the kind of television contract that he was able to for that conference, I definitely believe that he's somebody who's going to do well. And I believe that this organization is finally figuring out like, wait a minute. Yes, they went wholesale in giving up just about any and everybody who wanted to be gone. But I think now that they've done it, they're like, okay, we've cleaned shop. Now it's time to, as we say here in Georgia, hunker down and really reset the table for one of the most storied franchises in the league. Absolutely. And I think that when you're talking about him having experience working with um, several NFL teams um, mm -hmm. prior to becoming the uh, Big Ten commissioner, I think that from an experience factor, the name factor, being able to get things done, I think mm -hmm. the Chicago Bears is – this is their prayers are answered, and I think they they got the right guy for yes. for the job if they're trying to get things back on track. Well, uh, if you're trying to get back on track, as far as winning some money, yeah. how about this? Go to BetOnline.net because it is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it, they got each and everything that you absolutely need. You're trying to put some money on this college basketball season because you, you, you lost your pants for the NFL. You didn't make any money. You lost money. Your wife is about to kick you out the house and you okay. got to figure out how to get this money back. Go to bed online because they got all the information you need, right? It's the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews mm -hmm. for all your leagues this season. Don't look at me like that, T. You know, this, this is real stuff right here. Like, you know, it's okay. going, you know, it's going down. You know, people losing their, losing their pants out here. Bet online is here to help. They're here to help you, so you can get everything you absolutely need. You guys come for come to us each and every day yes, for all your ATL sports needs. You know, because this is the Monday through Friday podcast. We got you. Yes. Bet online got the podcast as well. They got all the info, so you can make you some money. So you know, head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device and check in all this information, so you can know that Bet Online is where the game starts. Yes. Yes. Well, Jarvis, I don't know if the game ever really started for the Hawks until nope. the second half in nope. Wednesday's ultimate loss to the Bucks. Of course, that was a 114-105 loss. But when you look at it on the surface, it doesn't look like a, a bad loss, right? It doesn't look like a right. bad beat, a nine-point loss. But when you begin to dig down into how they got there in terms of going down by as many as 24 very early in that game, allowing the Bucks to start off 11 and nothing. Somebody calls it an 11 0 run. And I'm like, how can it be a run when all you did was score 11 points out of the tip? No, what it is, is that other team, that home team must've had too much home cooking, too many wings, too many, yeah. too much mac and cheese, too much something because yeah. they came out Jarvis looking like a team that was still fatigued from a road trip that ended four days ago, right yeah. now, five days mm -hmm. ago. So with that team, yeah, you can be excited, Maybe even encourage, shall I say, the fact that they were able to whittle that 24-point lead down and turn it into a two-point lead later in the fourth quarter. I think it was about four minutes left in regulation, 103-101, Hawks up, and then you know what happened. 10-0 run out. That was a run. 10-0 mm -hmm. run by the Bucks, unanswered. Really Thank was like Drew Holiday. Kind of went on the run by his darn self. So it Mofo. just right. So in the words of that great philosopher Jarvis Davis, what is we gonna do with these folks? 
I don't know. Like, to be honest with you, I don't know, T. Like, I'm just going to be honest about it. Because, like, like, let me take my professional broadcaster stuff off right for one yeah. second. Like, yeah. I'm going to be Jarvis for a minute. Let me let me speak on this thing. Like, because here's the thing. Like, we, from the Trey Young, you know, not showing up for the game, sick, quote unquote, tweeting it out, and then live tweeting as the game going along to John Collins dealing with all the trade rumors and talking about it at any chance he can get. And just like DeJounte Murray, like uh, it's it's just a lot of crap going on. Travis Slank stepping down, Trey Young and Nate McMillan. I'm honestly, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm so tired of this doggone team. I'm tired of trying to be professional about this thing. I'm done. Like, I am done with this team for now. Like, until they make a major move, a major decision, saying, hey, here's what we're about to do. We're about to tear this thing down. We're about to start over. All right, cool. I just want to – I want this organization to have some damn direction, T, because I'm so tired of talking about the team because it's just like – Travis Slank piled on move after move after move, which I kind of agree with. I thought that DeJounte Murray was going to think out um, what was going to work out. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but it just seems like there's no leadership here. Like, you know, just from whether it be the coach or whether it be the person in the organization. And and I and I feel like it's moving towards everybody bound down a trade. That's nasty to me. I don't like all that, but it's I'm just I'm just at a point where I'm just super done with this team. I'm so done with them. And I think that's a great point because the Atlanta fan base is now starting to experience what some of the other fan bases have experienced over the years, which is you now have a situation where you're wondering, okay, ownership, what kind of situation is this? Like, are you all dictating what happens with your franchise or are your players dictating it or a player and other, other franchises, other cities have gone through it, but I think now it has finally kind of seemingly reared its ugly head here in Atlanta. And it's very tough to watch because, you know, like we asked the question offline and we'll ask it now on air. You look at DeJounte Murray, remember all of the excitement. Oh my God, we finally got the the two to the one, two punch that we need. The true Robin to the Batman that we need. Wow, we got him. But at this point you wonder, is the trade really working? And I don't think that's DeJounte's fault, by the way. No, I don't. No, at no. all that the trade is not. But guess who asked for him? Guess who brought it up? 11. Yeah. 11. Yeah. Number 11. You asked for this. Right. You asked for this dude, and you're not making it work. Right. And you know why he's not making it work? Because when he stands playing, quote, unquote, playing off ball, he's just standing on the line, standing on the dog on three-point line. Ooh, y'all go ahead and do y'all thing. All right, cool. All right, John, so you bring the ball up. All right, now it's my turn. It's just like, it's no, it's just no cohesiveness whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah. it seems Last like no, it, it was a perfect example. Hey, oh, Bo starting to hit a shot. All right, cool. Whoop, whoop. Right. Dejante Murray come up the court. Boop, doop, 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 doop. Here you go, Bo. Do your thing. Figure it out. Right. Oh, oh, DeAndre, you do it. You do your, it's your turn. Go, DeAndre. Yeah. Like, no, it's, yeah. it was just so, it's just ugly basketball. And it again, is. I will say it again. I'm done with watching that crap. Like, yeah. make a and decision. The reason, right. And the reason you can call it ugly is because you've seen the beauty of it. That's right. the biggest yeah. source of frustration. You know, we go back to the Falcons, right? And we were, we reminded people, hey, you need to give Dean Pease when he was the DC. You need to give Dean Pease a break. You need to give Arthur Smith a break and Terry Fontenot a break because collectively they worked with what they were combined to working with. 
they yeah. were confined by, you know, primarily the salary cap. And then ultimately you do what you can with the players, almost to the point of overachieving two seasons in a row. Hawks, yeah. you don't have an overachieving problem. You have an underachieving problem in that people are starting to get tired of kind of giving you a pass and saying, okay, this happened and that happened. Because like you said, DeAndre, and somebody pointed that out to me and I went back and I looked at the, the tape and a couple of re revisits of a couple of plays, right? Mm-hmm. You just already called it. I want to call it out again. Someone brings the ball up, makes one pass, and then the ball gets shot. Why? Like why why are you shooting six seconds into the into the clock? Yeah. I, I don't understand that. If yeah. nothing else, can we try to keep the ball out of the hands of the Bucks? And not even Giannis, you did your job. You kept him to like seven, nine points, whatever, whatever. But what about the others? The others that torched you on the perimeter for way too long to begin the game before you figured it out. So that's one of those things where you look at it and you say to yourself, while DeJounte Murray not meeting expectations is disappointing, I can't point to him as the problem, which then takes me back to what will the Hawks do to right the ship for the last 41 games? You've got to make a move. Like, I don't see how you can't make a move. I'm not saying I know how, where and how you're going to make the move because, right. again, word is still on the street as the John Collins rumors came back in the last 24 hours. But word is still the Hawks just refuse to give up what other teams want or they want too much for, you know, from those teams. So right. I get that. But at some point, you're going to have to concede or, like you said, I don't know if you blow it up this year, but you're darn close to it because in a minute, you're going to be looking for everything. You're going to be looking for a whole new team, a revamp of a team, a revamp of a coach. Yeah, that's the the other piece. And even, and, and, you know, you can say, okay, yeah, it's a league where the leagues don't fire players, they fire coaches. But as we've said on this show, fire them and do what? I mean, yeah, you can put Prunty in as an interim, but that doesn't get to the core of the problem. That would just be a Band-Aid. Yeah. So like, that's why I say, you know, I need somebody to come out here and make a doggone informed decision yeah. as to where this doggone organization is headed. Because like you said, Band-Aids are done. Uh, and Deont- like I said, the more and more I look at it, this Dante Murray move is looking like a Band-Aid move to me. And, yeah. and it didn't have to be. Man. It didn't have it to be. It never have been. Have this is the all that we're talking about. Absolutely not. Because when you think about what the the deficiencies were for this team last year was defense and they become a better defensive team but now the offense ain't damn working so it's just okay where they call the guy can't get right yeah can't get right yeah i i played with a lot of them when i played college ball and, and even when i played in the arena league like yeah, oh, from like, life from that movie, one of my favorite movies from life, the movie. Take a line, take a line. It's like a virtual can't get right every single, every not every single night, but every other night. Try twenty two times, twenty two right. times, and really, honestly, Jarvis, it was more than that. Because even mm-hmm. though that record says nineteen and twenty two, in within that nineteen is also the challenge. Yeah. Exhibit A from fight some- amongst yourselves. Like, oh, let's be sorry. No, we're gonna be maybe be sorry tonight. Let's a sorry team. So let's beat the sorry team, and then you know, hey, let's get up for this big game, and then can't even get up for the big game no more. Yeah, like that's yeah. the thing. Like with Trey, you know, when the lights on, I always stand stand firm on that. When the lights were on, Trey was there. He he gonna ball. Like yeah, like even if it involves like, hey, saying I'm the only person out there, I'm, I'm about to play hero ball. 
Yeah. You ain't doing that no more. Nope. Like we just, oh, yeah, it's, it's one of the most perplexing things other than for different reasons and from different spaces, there's been a, a tap out, right? So yeah. why Trey is tapped out and what it looks like is one thing. And then you've got DeJounte and his tap out. Then you got John and then you got Nate. It's like you really, there are so many different tentacles to it that it would be very difficult to put it all in one space. However, that's why you have Landry Fields and Tony Wrestler, and they've got 41 games to figure it out. Now, that is the big news here in Atlanta where we're scratching our heads and trying to make it make sense. But if you were to check out Lockdown Sports today, they're probably reacting to something that makes a whole lot of sense, which is if the Chiefs and the Bills get to a neutral site game, they're going to be playing it right here in the A. So I'm sure they want to react to that because A, you want to see that showdown again, and B, who doesn't want to come to Atlanta? So if you want to check that out, check them out. They might also have some reaction to Kevin Warren being hired as an African-American GM, adding to the diversity amongst those front office ranks here in the NFL. You want to hear about it? You want to see it? Check them out at YouTube, on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, they'll find something to give their take of the day on, just like we do here on For the Culture. So finish up watching us. And then once you finish with us, you can check out Locked On Sports today. And Locked On Sports Atlanta family, please listen up. I have a special announcement for you right here. Like, hey, we kind of a big deal on this show, ATL Day Ones. I'm Jarvis. She's Tanitra. If you want to get in contact with us, how about you do this? Go ahead and shout out ones at gmail.com. Taking all your comments. You know, um, recommendations, all that stuff, critiques. We all, we check it out right there. ones at gmail.com. And it'd probably be one of us. More than likely, probably be me because, you know, Tanitra has a lot of jobs. And, you know, one of them is a sideline porter for the College Park, Sky, uh, College Park Skyhawks. You know what I'm saying? I can't even get it out because she has so many. I was thinking about the other ones she has. Like, we're going to talk about the other ones. You know, that's personal. So, but yeah, but we'll check that out. ones at gmail.com and make sure you. Download us wherever you get your podcast. Now, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. Sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about, because that's just how we get down on this show. Today yeah. is no different. And when we talk about the Popeyes, the P, as I like to call it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that 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 two piece spicy with the red beans and rice tea. You know what I'm saying? Like that biscuit. Give me that a pack, a extra pack of honey. As you all can see, I used to frequent Popeyes a lot. But when you talk about Popeyes passing out NIL deals and peep this, right? This is what's the cool part about it. You know, Die Nurse Colin. You probably don't even know who that is. Die Nurse Colin is a, is a young man who um, he was spotted at a Popeyes back in the day. And now this was going on when, now this is a little while back now for all you young folks. Uh, this is when Vine was popping off. Like, I don't know if you guys remember Lil Terrio. Lil Terrio, you know, your little young brother, big old dude, always dancing, got his shirt off and doing all crazy stuff on the Vine. Do it for the Vine, right? You know? But <laughs> somebody mistook him for Lil Terrio. He actually was a Lil Terrio, and then the guy was shooting the video of the little kid, and and it, the guy probably maybe in his 20s and saw, hey, there go Lil Terrio, and he put the camera on him, and Lil Dude was trying to look at him like side eye like this, like, dude, why are you talking to me? Exactly. This is what a 10-year-old or 8-year-old is supposed to do, right? So, <laughs> so obviously from then on, it went viral, and a lot of people were using that GIF or or a meme or whatever, or yeah. meme or however, if you want to talk about it, use that as responses, and you know, because like, you know, 
people look at people's side eyes, so they use that. And it became really popular. Now the young man is playing football at a D two school, yeah. and he like that man kind of gained a nice little following for himself. He's uh, I think he like oh, like sixty thousand followers on IG, and nice. there's potentially that he might get an NIL deal with Popeyes too. What's up with that? That's sweet. That gotta be pretty cool, right? Yeah, especially if you can luck out and get the money and the food. Like that would be good. now granted. Oh, he should talking about a double to- blessing. <laughs> Right, right. Except you better check his contract and make sure there's a clause in there that says the Popeyes of his choosing because every location is not equal. Just remember yes. that. All Popeyes are not, are not created. <laughs> so, just, just make sure, right, make sure your guy, your NIL agent, your representative, or whomever is helping you to negotiate, get your dollars, but also you choose your location because there are some zip codes you should never buy Popeyes in. Absolutely. And and I think that the one that you should choose, more than likely you might get robbed. So yeah, that's how that's how that's I mean, I'm, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, just because just how put Popeyes. And we're trying to help you out. Like we want you to make good choices in life. If you want the real Popeyes, you go to the one where <laughs> I never forget this. I know we gotta move on, but say I gotta tell this story. So <laughs> one night, you know, I'm making one of my late night runs to, okay. to Popeyes. You know, it's like right up off, off of Western Chapel. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to tell you where else. I don't want y'all to know where I live and all that good stuff. So it was on my way home. Stop at the Popeyes. They about to get ready to close. I already know what time they close. And I was like, all right, it's 9.57. Let me see if they could down, turn on that microphone. Welcome to Popeyes. I was like, yes, they said it. Bet. I was like, all right, I need a two-piece spicy, red beans and rice, biscuit. Make sure you drop that honey in that thing. And I need a sweet tea. They were like, all right, six seventy nine or what nine ninety nine or whatever it costs nowadays. Hey, so right. I, I pull around, see, I pull around. It's real dark, right? Like no lights on. They are gonna turn the lights off on the joint. They was like, all right, here we go. They looked at me. I pulled up to the drive through. I, I looked at the dude. The dude was just like, uh, we uh we ain't got what you ordered, but uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> He was like, but uh, we got this stuff and we ain't gonna do nothing but throw it away. I was like, oh, I was like, yes, I ain't even wait for it to finish. The dude gave me two boxes of chicken tea, had to be at least 20 pieces of chicken in each box. I'm sitting up here like, why did it just turn into Christmas? I was like, somebody wanted me to be fat tonight. And I'm just like, why? Don't do it to your boy like that. <laughs> so, so the guilt in me, as I drove off, happy as I'll get out, I got me about two, three pieces about that bad boy. I ain't going to lie. I ain't gonna, I'm keeping funky with y'all. But, like, I drove to the gas station because, you know, I know I'm in Decatur, right? I know I can find the homeless man somewhere begging for, yeah. some, begging for some bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I ain't got no money for you, home team. Right. But guess what? <laughs> I got some chicken, dog. And they, you should have seen the look on that man's face when I gave him that box of chicken tea. Because I know, I know my area. I know my folks. Yeah. Y'all gonna look at me. He was like, I'm like, yeah, man, it's real, dog. <laughs> that dude walked off. He, I, that man probably ate on that box of chicken probably by the next 48 hours. Like, but yeah, probably. Man, that was like, that's why I say go to the hood if you want to go to a good Popeyes. <laughs> So sorry to tell it to you, but that's what you need to do. And be prepared to wait. You might have an attitude or two or ten. They probably will make you wait 17 minutes for one piece of chicken. And you're you're what they don't have first. Yep. Exactly. 
we and they're going to be out of honey. And any condiment that you want, they're probably going to be out of it. But the chicken you get will be darn good. Amen. <laughs> PSA from ATL Day 1. Absolutely. Make sure you guys come back. Well, thank you for making ATL Day was your first listen. Make sure you guys check out Locked On Sports today. They got a lot of good stuff going on, as we did, you know, our For the Culture. Sometimes it goes off the rails. It happens. But sometimes, you know, when you get that take of the day, it might be something that can rev you up and let you know what's going on in the world today. You can find it wherever you found this podcast. You can download it there as well. Make sure y'all come back. Now you're here. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.